hope you enjoy this message recorded at Equipus Church Dunedin. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com. All right. One of the things we love as Equipus Church is our global vision. And uh, one of the things I love personally is having the relationships, the camaraderie that, that encourage and, and champion us on. And, and a little bit of banter on the side as well. But, uh, you know, tonight what, what I want to start off is uh, we, have a, we have a phenomenal senior pastor, Pastor Sam Monk. Um, and uh, he's, he, uh, he's pre-recorded something for us as a church. And so before we get into tonight... Uh, let's listen to, uh, from Pastor Sam's message to us. Cool? Here we go. If you do a five, four, three, two, and audio. To all our Equipus churches around the world, 2020 is going to be a huge year. In fact, we're believing it's going to be a year where we are full and overflowing. I like what Paul prayed in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 19. He said, I pray that you be filled with all the fullness of God. That's what we're praying this year, that we wouldn't just have a little bit of God, but we'd be filled with all the fullness of God, that our churches would be full, our lives would be full, that would spill out and would have an impact on our towns, our cities, and our nations. You know, God has done so much. To think that we've got 21 locations here in New Zealand and another 19 around the world is just mind-blowing. But I believe it's just the beginning of what God wants to do. In fact, in the next five years, we're going to believe that we could reach over 100,000 people. It's an audacious goal. But many years ago when we started out, to believe for what we have today was audacious. It was crazy. But I believe God's saying, go again. Keep prophesying. Keep declaring. And let's believe together that we're going to see God fill every empty space to a place where we're full and overflowing. Our name is Equipers Church, and I love that name because we're here to equip people to win their world. In Matthew chapter 4, Jesus encountered four fishermen. The first two, Peter and Andrew, he found them while they were casting their nets. I believe the challenge of the church is to keep casting its net far and wide. It's interesting that Peter was the first one to cast the net on the day of Pentecost, and where they saw 3,000 people saved all in one day. I wonder how far and wide we could cast our net this year. The other two fishermen that Jesus encountered were James and John, two brothers, and they were mending their nets. 
Now, James and John in the early church had a role in mending the net of the church. And that word mend is the same word that's used for equip in Ephesians chapter 4. And to mend means to complete, to perfect. We know we haven't perfected this. We've got a long way to go. And even though we've come a distance, I believe the challenge is to keep stretching for more, believing for more, casting our net, but actually perfecting what we're doing so that we can disciple more people to impact their world. This year, we're asking people to to really go after the one, reach out for the one, believing that, that God has highlighted people for salvation. In 2020, we want to see people living as one. We want to grow in our unity, recognizing wherever there's unity, God commands a blessing. And we want the blessing of God on every gathering, every endeavor, every new initiative. Recognizing when we're united, we can actually do more in many new locations. You know, we've got stretching out and believing God to work in many other cities, but that's going to require the resources of other locations. Uh, It's important what God's doing where we are But I want us to lift our eyes and see that God wants to do a whole lot more and how we can be used in other spaces, in other cities. So the challenge is to live as one, to grow in our unity, but also to gather as one. There's some gathering points that I want you to prioritize this year. We've got Equip Her, we've got Shout. Shout is when the global family of Equippers comes together. If you haven't been to Shout, you need to get there. Because God does something unique and special in that environment that He can't do in other environments. And while God is moving in different cities and towns, when we come together, we really capture what God wants to release in the next season. Uh, Gathering together on a Sunday is so important. We need to gather in many different uh, forums and e-groups. That's really important. And gathering together is something that testifies that God's at work in our lives. The other thing that we want to do is, is we want to lift up one. Uh, in our gatherings, it's all about Jesus. And we want to lift up the name of Jesus, that the name of Jesus would be lifted up as a banner over our cities. Because when we do that, when we lift up Jesus, He gathers all people to Himself. Yeah. Now, I believe you know, this year is God's got big things, but I know that it's going to happen. The big things are going to happen when we take responsibility in the small And if each one of us, you know, determine in our heart, this year we're going to go after the one. This year we're going to live as one. This year we're going to gather as one. This year we're going to be lifting up the one, the one whose name is worthy of all the praise and the honor. I know we're going to live lives that are full and overflowing. We're going to have testimonies of His goodness. God has been so faithful. God has been so good to us as a church. But the best is yet to come. And as we are full and overflowing, we're going to see Jesus do what He promised to do in His Word, where the earth will be filled with the fullness of the knowledge of God. Hey, in 2020, let's determine in our hearts to be full of God, to live with the fullness of God that we might overflow and have an impact in the world around us. God bless you. Awesome, man. Eh? Uh, I get, I always get, I'm just excited. Uh, I get slightly emotional when I see that as well, uh, because 
I've been around for, I say, a long time. Well, I feel like I've been around for a long time um, because I look back at 2007. Um, 2007 when, was when uh, the Lord called us into full-time ministry. And it was, uh, it was uh, oh, I don't have time to tell you the story, but it was like, a, hey, here you go. There's the diving board. There's the deep end. Have a go. And uh, it was much like most people. But um, it, was, it was awesome. But, and we came from Equippers Church in London. And we came back to New Zealand, did a bit of Bible college. And um, Jacob was born, our oldest son. And we moved to this metropolis called Masterton of 20,000 people. And it was, it was awesome. It was phenomenal. Like It was the greatest town to go to in all of New Zealand. Uh, I'm not getting much feedback right now, um, but um, yeah, yeah. Why, why was it the greatest town to go to in all of Marston was because uh, I met people like Nicole, I met people like Andrew, uh, we met people like Stacy as she's moved on, we've forgiven her but that's okay. Uh, we've met we've met different people, and and even now, Pastor Matt, who's in Marston, is meeting great, great young leaders coming through in the life of the church, and and it's just so exciting. And so, and and and, and as a church in Dunedin, we should be excited about that because many, many young person uh, has been sent from this church around the world. I'm talking around the world. Uh, just doing phenomenal things. And, and here's the thing, it just started with one. It started with one. I'm a one, you're a one. And when we bring ones together, one plus one equals two. Uh, and, and so on. We're not going to mass sing tonight. But um, we're, we're a one that is, could be part of 100,000. And here's the thing, if you're sitting there saying, well, what have I got to offer? You've got to offer you. Uh, God didn't make nothing. Nobody is a waste of time. Every person is made in the image of God and the grace of God and the fullness of God. And I want to encourage you, step into it. You are a one. God needs you. He says he, that the, he, the church is to display the, his rich variety of wisdom. Uh, sometimes we learn a lot of wisdom through a lot of mistakes. Who, who, who's, uh, I, I, know, I know this is some sort of random human thing that we do, but we always have to learn wisdom ourselves most of the time. But I'm glad that I've got people around me where I can learn from the mistakes that they've learned and hopefully go, hey, that's a good idea. And so I don't have to learn that. We all learn from one, other, one another. And so being reaching the one, you know, gathering together as, as one. Shout Conference is the greatest conference in the face of the planet. I tell you, it's, why? Because it's not, about a, it's, a, it's, it's not about just a corporate conference for the sake of it. It is a family reunion. It is family getting together. It is relationship getting together. It's, it's people connecting across the board one another. And, and I'll say it tonight, as I said this morning, if you, if you want to go to Shout Conference and that if, if, if you bring in your flights... We'll give you the registration. So you pay for your flights. You pay for your flights, and we'll pay for your registrations, whether it's for you or whether it's for your entire family. Why? We're committed to it. 
we really believe in, in, the, in the corporate anointing coming together as one, and it changed my life. Uh, 2007, uh, or no, it was 2004, 2005, 2006, one of those ones, somewhere in the Bible, right? <laughs> um, at a conf- at Shark Conference at the Mercury Theatre, I was just back there this week, it's a special place for me, because it was in a place where I had an encounter with God, and it changed my life. We don't do this conferences for the sake of doing conferences. We do conferences because we believe that someone is going to have an encounter. Some person, some, a group of people are going to get on fire for Jesus. Amen. And again, for Equip Her, the ladies, you buy your flights, we'll buy your registration. Like, there's zero women excited about that. <laughs> do you want to know why, men? I'll tell you why, men, because they're already organized and I've sorted it all out. Yeah. You notice I'm not saying this for stronger, yeah. Because uh, it means I'll be paying for every guy's registration. And not a chance. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to I wanna share a little bit of vision tonight. But as I said this morning, we want to pray and anoint every person who wants to be anointed tonight. And we want to just com- like commission you, just bless you, b- b- believe that God's going to use you in a great way. But I want to I want to share a little bit of the vision that I, I have for the life of the church. And um, you know, as I shared this morning, it, it is emotional it, 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 because it's it's a vulnerability of 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 us of being a senior leader or a lead pastor because we don't take this as a joke. <laughs> Hebrews thirteen tells us, "Don't take it as a joke." Paraphrase Will's Bible, right? It says, you know, you need to give an account for the souls that are in your church. And, and so when we bring vision, we like, come on, God, you've got to lead us in this. We've got to believe that people are going to lay their lives down to serve this vision. We want to know it's from you, God. Yeah. And so I want to just share quickly, I mean, how, when, how do I hear God? I, I, how do I get vision? Is, well, what do I hear? And it's what do I hear? How do I hear? It's, I hear through the word of God. I hear through the revelation when it comes in worship, when it comes through the Word of God and God speaks to me. And then, and then it's, I was like, can I believe that in my heart? So I hear something that God says it. And then I'm like, can I actually c- grab hold of that capacity in my heart? Can my, can my uh, uh, faith line up with my obedience? Or can my obedience needs to line up with my faith? It's like, all right, Lord, you've, you've said this. I'm going to have to trust in you. I've got to hold on to this. And so my faith and obedience has to merge together. And that's what fills my heart. And then, then, I, then I start thinking, well, what can I believe? Or can I believe that? And can I see it? So when the Lord says, hey, and I'll go into it in a minute about Isaiah 54. He's like, when, when, when he says, I want you to enlarge the place of your territory. I'm like, okay, Lord, you're saying this, and something's leaping in my spirit. But can my faith, can my faith catch up to it? I'm like, Dunedin's a great city. Like, there's 120,000 people, 130,000 now in Dunedin. I'm like, man, there, there's a there's a lot of people. We we were just this is good. But he's saying enlarge. I'm like, okay, what do you, what do you want us to do? And you know, and then we just sort of, all right, Lord, but what does that look like? I don't know yet. But then he's then I got to catch up with the Lord. Can we see an enlargement as a church? Can we stretch further? 
can we go further? And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, we can. Yes, we can, Lord. If this is what you're saying, yes, we can do it. And then, then I'm like, okay, then how do we see this happening? And really, we just start seeing for opportunities. We're saying, Lord, where do you want us to go? What do you want us to do? And, you know, and as I said this morning, Mosgiel came online and, and we, we got the opportunity to, to, to serve that church. And we've served it and we've brought different vision to it and, and just repointed it into a, a, another space where we're sitting, packing in, packing out and Coronation Hall and we're just seeing visitors come in and people getting reconnected, you know, seeing an average of over 70 people per Sunday. Come on, that's, that's a stretch out. Can we give God some praise? And so, so again, going back to enlarging, I'm like, all right, God, how do we do this? And so, we, we, so Isaiah 54, verses 2 to 3, it says, Enlarge the place of your tent, and let the, them stretch out the curtains of, of your dwelling. Do not spare any expense. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes, for the, you shall expand to the right and to the left, and the descendants will inherit the nation and make the desolate cities inhabitable. I'm like going, okay, God, what does that look like? What does that look like? It's saying enlarge. Well, last year we enlarged. We took on another church, and then we lost like our associate pastors and key worship leader. Not lost, sent, bless them, released. It still hurts. Uh, like Matt and Abby left, and they went to Bible college. And now they are. What are they doing? They are. Um, the, and your descendants will inherit the nations. You know, Man Nabi have gone out and they're doing what God has said, the very promise that God has said. You know, even uh, nine years ago, eight years ago, Pastor Dave and Maya from this church went to Timaru and to take on the church there and doing a great job. There's, that's part of the prophetic destiny for us as a church. That's part of our vision. You know, people are going to come in, we're going to train them up, and they're going to leave. Praise Jesus. <laughs> Not really, but praise Jesus. Right, but, but that's what God is doing. We, we, we have an opportunity to serve people and help set people up. I get excited when people in London tell us about how amazing Nicole Bremer is. You know, and just like, hey, to the end, other side of the world. Uh, you know, we've, we've had the privilege to serve her and, and just believe for her. But I, I want to get into... The, the vision that I have as a church. But before that, I want to just share a, a scripture out of Numbers chapter 11, verses 16 through 17. And it's Moses here, he's talking with God and, and he's having a conversation and he's, he's just, he, let's just say he's, been, he's got a bit wound up. He's got a, got a little bit tense. Things haven't gone well. And he's, and he's sort of just had a bit of, you know, verbal... Whatever, just an outburst, and and he's got to the point where he's saying some pretty negative stuff, and so God's reply to him is this, because he's taken the task, he's taken the responsibility of leading the children of Israel out of the out of the desert, out of the wilderness into the promised land, and he's not getting where he wants to get to, and the people are always mucking around anyway. God's response is this. Then the Lord said to Moses, Okay, gather before me 70 men who I recognize as the elders and leaders of Israel. Bring them into the tabernacle. The tabernacle is the place where they, the, the, that was the big tent 
that, that where God came and inhabited and they moved it from place to place. Uh, to stand there with you. I will come down and talk to you there. I will take some of the spirit that is upon you and I will pour, put that spirit upon them also. They will bear the burden of the people along with you so you will not have to carry it alone. This is, this is like a, a pastor's greatest scripture. This is what we believe for every single day. We're like, Lord, take some of the same spirit and some of the same uh, whatever is on us and put it on everyone else after we've had a vent, right? No, it's one of those things we were like, I oh, know, God, all actually we want is just, 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 there's a burden. There's a burden, and we're just wanting people to, to carry that burden together. And it's not that, it's not, it's not our favorite scripture because we're having a whinge, please know. It's our favorite scripture because we know it's all about people. We know it's about you. It's, we know it's about being together, together. All right, we're rocking through this. And so I want to rock through this, the church I see. I decided to write a little bit of a, a letter to myself or just a prophetic declaration. And I'm not going to go through it all line by line and scripture by scripture tonight. I did that this morning. If you, if you want to listen to that in its full in, uh, uh, context, listen to the message this morning. But what I want to do is I want to, um, I want to read this because... I pray you capture the spirit, yeah? Uh, it's not just about reading out some scriptures for the sake of choosing some scriptures out of the Bible. It's, it's scriptures that mean a lot to me as a, as a pastor. It's things that I've held on to myself. And so as I read this tonight, what, what I'm hoping will happen is that you'll just catch a sound. You'll catch part of the, the spirit that we're believing to operate in as a church. Is that okay? Is that good? All right. Okay, let me just zoom this in because the church I see is not. The, I can't see it because I need some glasses. Right. Yeah, right. Okay. Well, so if you've come to this church for a little while, um, it's no surprise that I'm starting off with a scripture from Hebrews chapter 10. It says this. So, you know, I, I just wrote this. This church I see, they will honor and value the presence of God, to fully walk into everything that He has made a way for each person to grab hold of, to walk in faithfulness, to walk in personal revelation and, and relationship with Jesus. I see a church that is constantly lifting up and building into each other, encouraging them to go higher in God. This is Hebrews chapter 10, verses 22, 23, 24, some of 25 in the Bible. Right. I, I, I want to tell you tonight, the church that I see is a church that comes underneath people, that lifts people up. It doesn't matter how they're going. It doesn't matter where they've been. You know, the church I see is just going to be thinking about, hey, I haven't seen that person for three weeks. How can I just flick them a text and say, hey, what's up? What's happening? Uh, how's it going? Where are you at with this? The church I see has, has hundreds of like you just have message groups. I don't know about you, but I've found that I have heaps of messenger groups now. And I'm just, I, I'm just texting a few guys. Hey, what's up, lads? You, you guys are champions. You can do it. But another group of people. Hey, how's it going? What's happening today? Come on, you guys are awesome. You can do this. And we start encouraging one another. We start spurring one another on. Like, I love it. I, I, even this week, I spoke to some of, the, some of the new leaders that are in the life of the church, and they're freaking out about our week. I'm like, hey, guess what? Just be you. Because that's all God needs. 
just for you. Come on, the church I see is a church that will encourage one another. The church I see will lay down everything and follow Jesus. You know, Luke chapter 14, it says, so you can't become my disciple without giving up everything that we own. Come on, the church I see is about people just laying down their entire life, no plan B. It's just trusting God the whole way through it. Um, again, that leaves into the, moves into the next thing. And sorry that I'm going a little bit faster. I just want to make sure there's time to pray for people. Um, the church I see is uh, that would trust in the Lord with all of their heart, not depending on their own understanding, but seek Him in all they do in their life. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 4 and 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't depend on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge Jesus. If I can tell you out of my heart, if I lent on my understanding, we're stuffed. (laughs) Just sharing that quietly on a 5 p.m. service. But we lean on His understanding. We lean on His grace, His favor. The church I see will step out in faith. The church I see uh, would hold on to hope no matter what we might come up against. And that's the tail end of Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23. Come on, it says to hold on to hope. And I shared again this morning, and I found out when someone was ill last year with not a great, not, not a great outcome, I was like, don't you dare give up hope. Like, sort of angrily, but nicely. I was like, whatever you do, just don't give up hope. Just hold on. Keep going, keep going. And we've seen God do a great testimony. Why? Because they've held on to hope. I see a church that's going to hold on to hope. doesn't matter what's going happening in life. Come on, God's best is for you. Um, I see a church that loves to worship the Lord and to meet together each day in the temple courts and house to house. Oh, I love, I love church on a Sunday. I love Sunday 5 p.m. because all the all of you guys are here. It's awesome. Uh, I love getting together, singing songs, and you know, showing off that we're doing a song that some of the guys haven't even got a track to yet, and, and just you know flexing a little bit of uh, you know. I'm just like Andrew's just got in trouble. I'm not sure, um, but I love I love it that we get to worship together, to lift up the name of Jesus. To, you know, and, and I love it that we meet from, from, from the temple courts, but house to house. I love e-groups. Yeah. I love e-groups. And, you know, here's the thing, though. Only 60% of the church is in e-groups. Only 60%. We need another, uh, or like, what is it, 240 people are in e-groups. We need, we've got 160 people that are not in e-groups. Can I encourage you? Can I, I just, uh, just get into an e-group? They are awesome, where you meet and you talk and you pray and you love one another and you champion one another. And if you're looking for an e-group, write your name down at the resource desk after the service. We will find an e-group for you. Um, I see a church that can uh, pass personal preference, can get past personal preference and embrace purpose. A church that can get behind an idea, even if it might not be the best idea, but because of the power of agreement, it will make it a great idea. I know that's a bit of a mouthful, but I believe in the power of purpose over the power of preference. Uh, As I said this morning, sometimes I like listening to How Great Thou Art by Howard Morrison. But then tonight, I like getting down. I I I like singing the songs, getting it loud. 
praising Jesus, jumping around, trying to watch the youth figure out the new dance move that some of them can't figure out yet. It's awesome. I love that. Why? Because I get excited about what, what, what the next generation is getting excited about. And so let's not have our, our preference over our purpose. We have a purpose to reach the next generation. Um, I see a church that loves the Word of God, that it would be written deep in their hearts. Come on, Colossians 3, 16. Let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and, what's that word? Admon, yeah, that word. One another, I can't, I can't even pronounce it. One another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts. Come on, letting the Word of God stir in your heart that stirs us to a place of, God, you are awesome. God, you are amazing. God, you are faithful. And we get going. I, I see a church that would step out in faith, even if the odds are against us and not in favor, but to keep believing. Come on, Caleb said in Numbers chapter 13, two, one of the two spies returning out of the 12, come, he says, but, but said, let's go at once. Uh, to take the land, he said, we can certainly conquer it. Come on, I see faith in a church. I mean, I see a church and just shooting down a, a few things, uh, but I, I do see this. I see a church that is a, is a generous church, yeah. with, uh, generous with our finances, not just generous with our time and our talent, but generous with our finances. Uh, I love the fact that we've just seen Equipus Church grow throughout the world. And that's because you give. As a church, we're committed to helping and supporting other churches get, get going. But I want to say, let's be even more generous. Let's be like the Second Corinthian 8 church. It says that they were eager to give. And in fact, they were like pestering Paul, saying, come on, what else can we give to? And, and, and it says that, you know, it even says this um, in Second Corinthians 8 verse uh, 7. Since you excel in so many ways in your faith, your gifted speakers, your knowledge, your enthusiasm, and your love for us, I want you to excel also in the gracious act of giving. Can I see a church that when we have a guest ministry come through and we take up an offering, people just don't walk out the back door, that they, they take time to get on push pay or, or they go to the resource desk just to be generous. I'm not saying you have to, to be bankrupt or anything. No, we want to be a generous a church. Amen. Amen. A last one as the worship team jumps up because we want to pray for people. I, I think there's so much we could keep going and we could really keep sharing Scripture and keep sharing Scripture and, and there'd be, there's a sound already happening and I pray there's something already stirring in, in your heart. But I, I, and, and I love Hebrews chapter 10, verses 24 and 25. I, I love it. And you've been part of this church for a while. You know that. But I, I think everything that, that really, where it comes from, deep down, if I'm, I'm really searching for the motivation or what is the motive behind all of this stuff is really... Psalm 69, verse 9. And it says, Passion for your house has consumed me. Just a passion for God's house. 
a passion for his church, a passion to, to see people come together and, and just one step at a time. Like, seriously, I, I stand here and look out tonight and I, I look from my left and I, and I just start looking at different people and I just, I just see the journey. I see, I see the prayer needs and the, the things that we're saying, come on, we're believing for that breakthrough in that family. I, I see the different areas and our different struggles and the journey that people have gone through. And I, I look at people's faces and I just, I know the conversations that I've had and I know, I know where people have come from and what victories they're standing in today uh, because I've had a part to be there. But, but I've had only a part to be that because there's, there's just a zeal for God's house, you know. And there's other areas in my life where I feel, man, I, I'm not doing as well. And, but I know I've got a zeal for God's house. Why? Because I want to see you champion, which leads to the Hebrews 10 one. And I know we've gone through hard times. We've gone through testing times and, and times that have really challenged us and grappled things, but we've come out stronger and we've come out believing for God to do great things. And sometimes it's been hard and sometimes it's been tough, but then you look around and you keep walking and you keep seeing victories and you keep seeing hope and you keep seeing promises and you keep believing and you come and come on, we can see God glorified. And so as a church, as if we were to write a vision statement, I guess that'd be it. <laughs> sort of sums it up a little bit. But again, I, it's just such a honor. We just, I just look out and I just know the journeys. I know the quick meetings we have after church and just hear a parents' hearts breaking. I know other meetings we have where I hear someone in victory saying, hey, we've seen cancer healed. Yeah. You go from one end of the spectrum to the other, but you hear Jesus in the whole way. Yeah. Right. And, and for me tonight, zeal for his house consumes me. And so as a church, we've got a great pastoral team. Great pastoral team. Plus we've even brought in reinforcements. Like real, real ones. <laughs> Sorry, they're all real pastors. <laughs> but tonight, as, uh, just respond how you want to respond. We're going to stand and we're going to just sing and worship. But when, when we pray, we just want to pray for you tonight. We want to anoint you. And I'm really running out of time, like eight minutes, six minutes, seven minutes. Out of the way around time. <laughs> But the thing is, anointing in the Bible just talks about setting something apart. Uh, Jacob set apart the place where there was a direct line from him to heaven. And he just set it apart. He anointed it. I want to say tonight, you're set apart. You're set apart by the grace of God, the love of God. And you are, you are a gift by God to the church. And so... As we pray tonight, just know that our team's not going to pray for you for ages. They're just going to anoint you, pray with you, and then you can go and continue worshiping. Is that all right? And so what we're going to do is um, 
Maybe if you guys lead us in a song, if that's all right, our pastoral team's going to come up the front uh, and we're going to spread out. And uh, I know we're, we're just we're going to try and get through this quickly, quickish, but uh, we want to give you space to respond. And So as we worship, why don't we stand? Why don't we sing together tonight? We hope you enjoyed this message recorded at Equipus Church tonight. We pray it blessed you. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com.